Welcome to the Successful Thinking Podcast, where I will share with you the elements for a successful thinking process and we will talk to people who have a successful thinking mindset. Hello, how are you guys? Today I'll be talking about education and knowledge. Let's start with education. So education is the process of facilitating learning or the acquisition of knowledge, skills, values, beliefs, habits, etc. This means that our education shapes and develop our thinking process because we acquire more knowledge with education. When we go to school, we learn new things, but especially we develop the way we think. As I shared on my last episode, it is really important to understand that the environment has an impact on the access to education. For example, the country where we are born influences our access to education or the family conditions. If I'm on a more wealthy family, I bet the first thing that comes to your mind when I talk about education is school. There's also other things such as books, I would say. But did you know that there are three types of education? The first one, which is the one I talked before, is exactly the formal education. Formal education is a type of education that is hierarchically structured and is chronologically graded. It's called an education system and it goes from primary school throughout university and includes, in additional to the general academic studies, a variety of specialized programs and institutions for full-time technical and professional training. So basically, we have someone who is teaching us a predefined program in the most different areas. We have maths, physical education, philosophy, history, science, chemics. The second one, which chronologically starts before the formal education, or you start experiencing it before formal education, is the informal education. So the informal education is the truly lifelong process whereby every individual, so all of us, acquire values, skills, and knowledge from our daily experience and the educative influences and resources in our environment, or in this case, for those who surround us, such as our family, our neighbors. So this is the type of education that, for example, we get at home. And it's important to understand the difference of these two types of education. What are we supposed to learn in school and what are we supposed to learn at home with our family or with those next to us. So finally, we have the non-formal education. This type of education is represented by any organized educational activity outside the established formal system that is intended to serve identifiable learning clientels and learning objectives. For example, let's, if we gather five people with a goal to solve a problem with, and, and if you compare, if we put other five people, different people with different knowledge, solving the same problem, maybe they will both get to different conclusions and we can provide tools, but we just need to let them grow and develop a solution based on what they're learning, what they're facing at the moment. But so that's the goal. You learn through experience. So now that we know the three types of education, we can start to understand how each one of them shapes, in this case, our thinking process. Regarding the informal education, 
we all experience in our daily lives, while the formal education requires access to the institutions. And unfortunately, as I shared on my previous episode as well, not everyone has the access to the full program of the educational system, basically meaning from preschool to university. So when we talk about the society, it is extremely important to understand the role of education and it's also important to understand how can we facilitate the access to education. Because ultimately, the more educated people we have, the better future we will have as well. Of course, I'm assuming people will apply their knowledge to good. But that will be something I will talk further about the difference between community and crowd. So the education gives us knowledge. And when we are in school, we learn what the teacher or what the books are telling us. This type of knowledge is very easy to share. That's why we have a professor, a teacher, is someone who has the knowledge, who has the books to guide us and that shares that knowledge. This type of, of knowledge is easy to share. The most difficult to share and pass is the knowledge based on experience. That's why companies always try to have an handover when someone leaves. They want to try to pass that experience to someone to pass that knowledge. So I just spoke about the two types of knowledge that exist. We've got the explicit knowledge. So it is the knowledge that is codified, that is digitized on the books, in documents, reports. So it's documented information that can facilitate action. If you don't know how to do something, you can just read a book to understand how to do it. Or even better, you can just Google it or even search on YouTube how to do this and that. This type of knowledge is easily identified, articulated, shared and employed. While the other type of knowledge, which was the knowledge based on experience that I told you, is the tacit knowledge, knowing how. This type of knowledge is embedded in the human mind through experience and jobs, as I told you. Things as the personal wisdom, insights, intuitions are very difficult to extract and codify. For example, you have a pilot is flying an airplane and sometimes they act, of course, according to the rules, to the steps that they need to follow, but there are cases where what saves them is the experience. It can be applied in everything else. It's not just what is in the books, but what do you get from the books? So it's really interesting to listen to those who have a lot of experience. And in this case, elderly people are the ones that we should listen more times. When your grandparents tell you, you should listen to me, we should listen actually to them. It does not mean that we will apply what they're saying or that we will do what they say. But it's important to listen just to understand so that then we know, oh, I knew this would happen. Because they experience so much, they live so much, so they have a lot of knowledge to share. So now that we talk about the two types of knowledge and the importance on education and how, on how it impacts our thinking process, we need to understand what knowledge are we supposed to acquire and develop in each type of education. Sometimes it happens when we are at school, why am I learning this? I remember in math, in advanced math, why am I learning these formulas? I will not need for this. Well, sometimes you never know. If you go for physics, if you go for architecture, for example, if you go for even working in the movie industry, if you're doing some animation movie, you need to know those formulas to understand the movement of the bodies. So even, even if you don't use those formulas, it's important because it helps you to develop your thinking process. It also helps you to structure it. And regarding informal education, we need to look to, to this type of, of education and understand what am I supposed to learn from my family, from my parents? 
when we are kids, we learn from them. This is dangerous, I should not do that. We learned, we got to know the values, that the fineness. But still, over the years, it's important to understand what I'm supposed to learn from those next to me, from my friends, even from the partners. There's a learning process here, understanding how to live your life with a partner. But with all everyone, our friends, our family, we learn some things as patience, respect, love. And the best way is when we share it and when we communicate this knowledge with the others. That's why I think education should be different than what it is today. It's, it's been the same for many, many years. It's always the professor and the students. Professor in front, the students in tables. This system should be different. How? For example, I remember when they forbidden the use of phones in schools. And then, of course, the students, we were all hiding the phones in our desks. Why? Let's allow people to use the phones. Let's encourage people to use the phones to show the phones to the, to the teacher. Because if that's possible, why will they text each other? They will maybe still do it, but less. And they will maybe use to search for things, to even ask the professor, what about this, what about this? We should encourage this type of knowledge. We should maybe encourage more experiences. For example, bring people go to museums or to libraries. How many professors at the library day? Let's, let's do this. Let's bring your school, your class, to a public library for a full morning. Say, guys, read the book you want. You have the full morning. I bet you'd be surprised with what you would get on that day. So I hope I got you excited about learning new things, reading new books, exploring new ideas, because it will only develop your knowledge and so develop your thinking process. So I hope you enjoy, guys, and see you in my next episode, when I will talk about the art of arguing and the practicality of things.